Welcome to the Bridges to Success podcast series. Here you'll get ideas to help you build your practice and let your practice thrive. I'm Dr. Vicki Rackner, your host. Have you ever wondered about how well your web presence is working for you? Well, you're in for a real treat today. We have on the line our special guest, Chad Barr. Chad is an Internet guru. He is the author of Million Dollar Web Presence, And let me tell you how I came to know Chad. About a decade ago, I left my conventional surgical practice to become an author and speaker and consultant. It quickly became clear to me that I needed more business skills and knowledge. And so I went to a marketing genius, Alan Weiss. At one of Alan's events, I ran into this man whose name was Chad. Chad gave a lecture that absolutely transformed my ideas about what a website was and what it could be. You see, when I was building my website, I thought that I was building a product. Chad helped me see the website as a tool to help me achieve a business outcome. He helped me see it in a whole different way. Over the years, Chad has been a source of inspiration for me. He is truly a world-class thought leader. Chad is an internet and business strategist, a mentor to me. He's somebody who guides and helps his client leverage the web to transform their business by combining technologies such as websites and blogs and newsletters and surveys and social media tools with effective strategy and tactics. Chad devotes much of his time to writing and coaching and consulting and speaking to pursue his own vision of serving his clients. He's published over 100 articles and, as I mentioned, is the co-author of the new just-published book, Million Dollar Web Presence with Dr. Ellen Weiss. Chad, welcome. Thank you, Vicki. I'm so great to be here and so glad to be here and grateful for the beautiful introduction. Well, Chad, you have really enriched my life, and I think that you've got so much to share with the people on the line. So to begin with, Chad, could you tell us a bit about the focus of your business? Great place to start. I started the business around 1987, so that's been quite a few years ago, if my math serves me correctly, uh, probably, what, 25 years ago. And when I first started my business, CB Software Systems, the essence was to develop software solutions primarily for actually nursing homes and to handle every aspect of their patients' management and other financial aspects, and also wholesale distribution system. One may ask what is the uh, similarities between nursing homes and wholesale distribution uh, systems, but that's for a whole different podcast in the future. Then fast forward several years later where the Internet uh, speeds start to happen and people have started to Notice this thing called the Internet, and I'm going back probably, what, 12, 15 years ago. Many of my existing clients have approached me and said, can you help me get to the Internet? So at the beginning, it was just getting their presence or getting them to to be on the Internet. But then the whole phenomenon of how do we leverage the Internet in order to increase the success of our business and in order to increase the people we deal with and how we deal with people. So that has completely transformed the focus of my organization, where today the main focus is on every aspect of Internet strategies and helping our clients leverage the Internet and technology in order to transform their business and become more successful. Well, Chad, if you look at practicing physicians today, 
who are really interested in attracting the kinds of patients that are their best fit, how does an Internet strategy fit into that? The simplest way that I could uh, answer this is that from my perspective, the Internet needs to accomplish the following three aspects, whether it's business people or physician or a combination of both, because I, I probably could easily suggest here that most physicians need to somewhat become quite good as business owners. Uh, right. so, with that in, so with that in mind, here are the three, if I were to simplify this thing, uh, think of a Venn diagram here, uh, three circles interacting with each other. The simplest way, it's in my book that you mentioned that I co-author with Alan. Uh, number one, when I arrive to the site, I want to make sure that my first impression is very professional. I actually refer to it as the wow factor. The first thing you want to make sure that your site looks credible, professionally designed, and hopefully entices the, user, the visitor to the site to say, hmm, this looks to me like a professional place, uh, a great-looking website. Let me spend a couple of minutes longer here. With that in mind, that moves me to the second element of the success, which is content. I actually would like to suggest that the content should be both provocative and remarkable. First of all, let's talk about the, the vehicle of content. It could be short articles short help tips. It could be a short podcast, audio recording that people can listen to. And especially today, it becomes so much easier for people to download audio recording to their iPhone or their iPod or whatever it is that they listen to and listen to a 10, 20-minute interview such as this one. If you're a physician, why not consider possibly having those kind of short segments where people can benefit and listen to and of course, photos to complement what it is that you're writing about, and then moving into uh, videos that are very effective, especially today, in order to create this credibility. So we talked about the wow factor. We talked about remarkable content. And the third is, what is the strategy and tactics in order to attract a visitor to, first of all, come to your website and then engage in some kind of conversation with them in order to attract them to, to be there and hopefully come and visit your office? Well, I think those are great ideas. And, you know, the truth is that doctors are teachers. So every day with every patient, they're transmitting their information. So I guess what you're suggesting is that they can take some of that information, capture it, and use it for their website? That's a beautiful example, Vicki. So with that in mind, if, if we both agree that doctors are great teachers, I actually heard that the analogy of a rabbi actually is also to be a great teacher, right? So if, if that is the equivalent, that is the analogy, the web could be a powerful media by sharing ideas and concepts with their audience, just like they would share in the office. So whether I have a question or whether I have uh, 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 an inquiry, why not create those short videos we talked about? that will engage the visitor and want them to come back for more. All right. Well, let's take a real-life idea just from a couple of years ago. Um, there was a study that showed that hormonal therapy actually didn't protect women's hearts. It placed women at risk for bad things happening to their hearts. Every gynecologist across the country said their patients were calling in and jamming the lines. I mean, what could a physician do to leverage a web, web presence? Could they go and record a brief little 
segment about their interpretation of the study and offering a calming effect for their patients. Would that something like that be possible? Of course. So, uh, so first of all, assuming obviously that they have the expertise in that particular area, uh, that's a great opportunity for them to react to the buzz out there and the concern of people that are looking for information on that in every possible uh, areas that provide that information. So if you're a physician that focuses in this area of expertise, I highly recommend for you that you start to put some articles on your website, possibly if you have a way to send a newsletter to your clients. Send an immediate newsletter that touches, quote-unquote, your potential audience with information about their concern. And what can they do about that right now? Short of picking up the phone or sending you an email, why not record, as we said earlier, a short podcast, maybe a series of podcasts in the next several days that give people more information about that? And, of course, the videos we talked about. Why not also leverage short videos that not only exist on your website, but start thinking about pushing the content uh, whether it's the articles, the video, the podcast, beyond your website. So, for example, if it's a podcast today, I highly recommend that you interface that podcast to iTunes. People think of iTunes oftentimes as a platform to buy music, but actually iTunes has become one of the largest repositories of amazing content, or as I refer to, intellectual property. So if you have this audio recording, possibly even video recording available, why not integrate it to iTunes? So when people are searching on iTunes, hopefully they find your podcast or your video. If you have a video, definitely load it to places like YouTube. Create a channel that is dedicated to you, your practice, so people can easily find it and then place those videos out there. Of course, embed them on your, embed those videos on your website, but also start to think about pushing the content beyond your website so people can benefit from. And then when they find this content, they can easily contact you for more information. Absolutely. And, of course, when any responsible physician records content, it would be done responsibly. I mean, what I always say whenever I'm interviewed on the radio is I want you to get the best care possible. That's why I want you to get your advice from a doctor who knows you and knows all of your details. So, of course, you wouldn't be using these videos to offer medical advice per se, but rather information that will help patients arrive at their own conclusions. I just wanted to throw that in there. So, Chad, there are any number of people who try to sell website services to physicians. Many of these come with a huge price tag. What should practices look for when they're choosing somebody to help them develop a website? And what do they want on their website? Great question. So, first of all, how should they choose who to partner with to help them do so? So, let me, let me start with this. So number one, just like selecting a physician, if I have a dire need for medical help, am I going to choose the, the most economical physician out there or the one that's considered the best to help me with this? Uh, and, and I would probably suggest that most likely I'm going to, to choose the one that has been, that someone referred me to and said, this physician is the best in doing this. The same analogy applies to selecting a web partner that can help you get there. I would suggest that you partner with the one that helps you get there the quickest and the most successful way that also has the highest level of track record of success uh, behind them. I also would suggest that the last thing you want to hire is actually a webmaster. What you want to hire is a web strategist 
because it all starts with a strategy discussion. What is your business like? Who are you trying to attract? What are the different audience groups that uh, would make sense for you to attract? Where do they hang out? What do they read? How do we reach them effectively? So all those questions have to be answered and looked at before any design is being put into place and any tactics. And oftentimes I'm being asked, what, what, what is the biggest mistake that people make on the website? And I would suggest that the biggest mistake is that they're not looking at the strategy first. They're starting implementing their tactics. So the opposite is also true. First, you must identify what is your strategy, what is your business strategy, and only then can you lay out the step-by-step action plan on how to get there. I would pose here that the one most important thing that especially physicians should consider, con- consider having on their website is to put together the right tools that create the highest level of credibility as quickly as possible. So the thought has to be given if I were to arrive to your home page, and by the way, there's no necessarily guarantee that the visitor arrives to the home page. If they know your web address and they type it into their, into their browser, I would acknowledge that the first entry of visiting you is the home page. But if they're coming from a search engine or finding your video on YouTube or finding your audio on iTunes and they click on it, there is a possibility that they actually their entry into your website is on one of your interior pages. Whether they enter into the interior page of one of your articles or videos on your website or whether they arrive to your homepage, the most important things that the site has to convey is the, the highest level of credibility. And there are, I believe, five ways to establish credibility on the web. And those quickly are, who are the clients that you've worked with in the past? Can you possibly consider having some of those clients provide you with a testimonial. So the second part is testimonial, not only written testimonial, but possibly even a short video testimonial. The third are case studies. Could you write very powerful and effective case studies that showcase both your expertise and how you were able to help others? What have been the results of your work with your patients? What have been the remarkable results is the fourth one here. And the last one I actually refer to it as intellectual property. Let me also refer to it as amazing, remarkable content that we have referred to it today. And then ask yourself, is your site providing the utmost credibility in order to attract people to come to it? And once they show up, will it entice them to say, this is the doctor, the physician that I was looking for to contact? You know, one of your gifts to me has really helped me think about the kind of information that my readers, my patients, my the people I want to attract want to think about. You know, I used to think that I needed to talk all about me on the website, all about my training and my expertise and how many patients I've treated. But you helped me understand that from a patient's perspective, probably what they most want to hear about is other patients. They want to hear the patient's stories. They want to know, what's it like to work with this doctor? So one of the things that I coach my clients to do is invite patients to tell their stories. Stories are very, very powerful. And I think it makes for great doctor-patient relationships when you give patients a chance to give back to you. Plus, it helps you build your practice. Because no matter what you say about yourself, 
what somebody else says about you is even more compelling. You know, I work with a wound clinic. I recommended that they put simple before and after pictures. You know, pictures are worth a thousand words, so I absolutely agree, Chad. This concept of stories and testimonials um, is a very powerful way of attracting the kind of patient that you want and getting that patient into the practice. And unfortunately, most sites that I've come across, uh, whether business sites and especially physician sites, are not leveraging these testimonials effectively or at all. So if I, if I were here to boast about my capabilities and how great I am, not only will it come across most likely as Chad not being so modest or somewhat the concept will come across as fluff, but yet if my clients were to boast about it, or if I tell you the stories through the eyes of my clients and some of the amazing results my clients have seen, that's a proof. So as you said, which I completely in agreement with, Rather than boasting about your methodologies, boasting about your degrees, why not boast about the great successes your clients have seen by virtue of working with you? And who better than to tell the story than the patients themselves, right? Uh, So complete agreement here. And uh, there are effective ways to do so on the web. And especially today, uh, let the web create the credibility and let the web tell the great story that you have to tell through the eyes of your patients. All right, and if you're listening right now and you're worried about, well, gee, how would I approach my patients and actually ask them to provide a testimonial or tell their story, let me just offer you this thought. Think about how grateful you are when somebody makes a difference in your life. Think about how you want to give back. I know that you've got a whole folder filled with thank you notes from your patients. When you give patients the chance to tell their story, and let other patients know what the experience of working with you is like. You are serving them. You're giving them a chance to enter this cycle of giving and receiving in a new way. You're not burdening them. You're offering them a gift. So really, please do think about doing that. Chad, let me get back to this concept that you offered of a wow factor. Does that mean that things are blinking and running across the screen. What does a wow factor mean? <laughs> That's a great question. So you're absolutely right. The last thing you want to consider are those things that are flashing at you and running across the screen. So effective video that shows up on the home page or effective series of videos that patients of yours are sharing the story genuinely, honestly, from the heart and the amazing, re- remarkable results they've seen by virtue of working with you that is what I would suggest for you to think about. So when I look at someone's website, the simplest way to think about it is the following question. If I'm your patient, what's in it for me by virtue of visiting your homepage or your interior page? How will I benefit from going there? If you could easily answer the question, and the easiest way to do so is to provide them with remarkable content, remarkable stories of others that have gone through the agony or the suffering or the the challenges or whatever it is that you help address. If your site can convey this message effectively, this is the key to the success of people on the web and, of course, my clients. And for those of you who have ever been a patient, I think that you know 
the doctors and patients enter the exam room with different perceptions and expectations and objectives. You know, you as a physician are trained to help patients achieve a medical goal, lowering the blood pressure, um, getting rid of the cancer. Patients are there to achieve personal goals. I've never once seen a patient jump up and down in the elevator about, you know, their cholesterol level being lowered like you see in the TV commercial. They are very excited, though, to be able to walk their daughter down the aisle instead of being pushed in a wheelchair. So if you can give patients information that they want to receive, not that you think that they should receive, but they actually want to receive that moves them, this is going to be much more effective. And, Chad, that's one of the lessons that you have taught me over the years, to be able to really look at your information from the user's point of view, not from your point of view. When you talk to your patients, not only do you want to, of course, listen carefully to what it is that you typically do every day in your office. But what is that question? How was it phrased? And then listen to it. And that could become the next piece of content for you to develop on your website, whether it's an article, whether it's a short video. And you can even say, with complete confidentiality, you could say, I was just asked this question in my office today by one of my patients. Here's the question. Here's my answer to how I would address it. If you're interested in more information, call our office. I'll be glad to talk to you further. But do so in a genuine way will become very, very helpful. Uh, We've worked with many doctors. One of my dear clients who is uh, an amazing physician who focuses on women's menopause and stress-related illnesses have created an amazing repository of a lot of videos where in two or three minutes he just picks out different areas or different topics. In this example, let's say menopause, and he just displays and demonstrate not only his expertise, but by doing so, creates tremendous credibility that entices others to come and, and, and contact him through, through the website or pick up the phone and call him. Every time he gets to blog on his blog or gets to become a guest contributor for others, he may put a link right in the body of the article that when you click on that will take you to a particular page on his website that will give you some additional genuine information about the topic that he's writing about. So there are many ways to do so, and especially because I believe most of your patients today not only are looking for this information, but they're also spending time on social media. So there is a way today to leverage social media, whether it's Facebook, possibly Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn. Uh, I'm just naming some of them here by putting these pieces of information that would benefit others or entice them to click on the link to get more information. So, for example, if you, use, if you leverage Twitter, if you leverage Facebook, why not start with a provocative question? Did you know that? Or start with a statistical uh, piece of information, followed by a short link that when they click on that, takes you to a particular page on your website that either has an article, possibly an audio recording, or a powerful video that gives the answer to that provocative question or statement. Well, let's talk about this for a minute. So you've got a website. You've got social media. What goes where? (laughs) Great question. How can we simplify this thing? So each one of them, from my perspective, is just a different platform to engage people and offer value. Uh, and by the way, when people say to me, can you help me with, with my website, my first answer is you, you're thinking about it completely wrong. Stop thinking about creating a website. Start thinking about creating the ultimate repository of great content that benefits others 
and engages them. So with that in mind, when you think of your website to start before we move to social media, that platform of your website, whether it's the website itself, the blog that may be separate or integrated to your website, uh, newsletters, these are the vehicles to push content that is helpful for others and entices others to come and watch, listen, and read. Okay, so when you're talking about content, you are not talking about some big fancy idea. We're talking about the basic things that patients ask you every single day. If you just sit down and think about your 15 most frequently asked questions, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about anything fancy or sophisticated. We're talking about things that you say every day. So instead of saying it to patients, 10 times a day. Why not make a little video? That's the kind of content you're talking about, right, Chad? That's exactly right. And part of the things we focus on is help tap into our clients' brilliancy, all the wisdom that sits inside their heads, and they oftentimes struggle how to pull it out of their heads. And then me and my team get together with my clients and pull out of their head their amazing content, and then we manifest it in the formats of articles, podcasts, videos, and so on. Process visual, some may refer to it as a diagram. So, so here's an example, Vicki. Put on your doctor's head for a second. I'm a patient. Um, and if I were to ask you this simple question right now, what's a typical challenge a lot of your patients were facing at the time that you provided them with medical care? What, what comes across your mind is one typical challenge that they were facing? One thing I worried about is that we would have conversations in the office and I was worried that they didn't really understand, that they only picked up a fraction of what I was saying. And unfortunately, usually it was the fraction that they wanted to hear, not what they needed to hear. Beautiful. So if this, the, if this is the key concern, that most of the patient that would walk into your office, what would be one tip that you would give someone in order to increase the amount of retention of what they're picking up when they're talking to you as a physician? Well, I would recommend that they would record the session, and I actually used to record the session for them and then give them a copy. Uh, that was back in the days of videotape. Um, yeah. We barely had cars. Cars were just invented. But that, that's what I did. From a patient's perspective, though, I worried about the things that they didn't tell me. I, I worried that they didn't want to tell me something like they weren't taking their medication because they would be embarrassed. So from a patient's perspective, I worry about their ability to talk with me about embarrassing medical questions. So what did I do as a solution? I talked about the five embarrassing Ps, peeing, pooping, paying, procreating, and power, and sort of was proactive in inviting them to tell me about embarrassing issues. Beautiful. If I were in a session with you, I just pulled out of you some great content that can easily be showcased on your website as an example. Now, if we did it together in an interview, I would ask you to reframe what I just asked you. So you would say something like this. I'm oftentimes being asked, what is the typical challenge my patients are facing when they walk into my office? Let me share with you actually the top two right now. Number one, are they going to retain everything I share with them? And number two, are they going to share with me embarrassing facts 
that oftentimes people are embarrassed to share with me. If this is a challenge, here's how I help my client overcome that. Number one, I recommend for them to record the conversation. What's better than to go back home and to listen to it? And number two, regarding the embarrassing uh, questions, I show them five embarrassing questions that I'm oftentimes being asked and give them the answer, which oftentimes triggers a conversation to start. And then I'm, I would ask you at the end to come up with a provocative statement or provocative question. And that could be something like, as a patient today, what are you doing when you walk into your physician or doctor's office to make sure that you retain as much as possible and you're not afraid to ask them embarrassing questions? That's it. Two minutes, we now created an amazing podcast or an amazing video. Because now as a patient, I'm listening to it and I say to myself, oh my, I mean, first of all, I never thought about the recorder. I never brought the recorder. That's a great idea. Number two, I have all those embarrassing questions. Now I'm thinking, here are some tips I just heard from Dr. Vicky on how to better leverage this. This is exactly what physicians need to do, to listen to those questions being asked of them and to effectively create this great content that people say, this is great advice. Very simple yet pragmatic. I've got to call this doctor. Okay, and I'm sorry, Chad, I derailed you. We were talking. <laughs> um, we were talking about strategy. Content was one part of the strategy. Could we get back on that course? Sure. Uh, reframe the question, please, just so I know where we're going with this. Okay, we were talking about. Where does everything go? You know, you've got a website, you've got Facebook, you've got Twitter. Where does it all go? Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, so we talked about that the website is the first platform for you to think about in creating this amazing repository of content that over time, over the next year or two, will grow with more and more content. The second platform that you asked me about before is the social media platform. And a lot of your patients are out there, and your future patients, and other physicians that may refer business to you are on social media. So as I said earlier, for example, why not post some of your content leveraging the social media, starting with a provocative question or a provocative statement, followed by a short link that then when someone reads that, they say, hmm, this is interesting. Let me find out some more. And they click, and then it takes them to the page on your website or YouTube or iTunes that allows them to read, listen, or watch you. So, Chad, I have one last question for you. I learned something new about you today. I did not know that you help people choose the right software solutions. But this is perfect because many physicians today are being asked to make a software purchasing choice. They are being mandated to transform from paper records to electronic medical records. What would you recommend to physicians and medical practices who are in this transition right now? Number one, align yourself with the best of the best to help you get there as quickly as possible and as successfully as possible. So there's nothing like partnering with the right partner who can train you and your staff well, who can be there when you have questions and when you have problems. So partnering with the right partner, just like partnering with the right physician, partnering with the right partner is the same analogy that you must think about in order to create the success we are talking about. And then I would definitely, just like referring physicians, I would look for colleagues of yours that have used similar software, not just one, 
but multiples that are all saying and bragging, this is the best decision we've ever made. When you can find out 5, 10, 15, 20 individuals in your field that are doing something similar and are bragging about the results, most likely you're increasing the odds that this is going to be very, very successful for you as well. Now, I want the listeners to know that the federal government is making it easier for you. They're, they're bribing you to get started with it. And there are actually programs that will offer you a cash incentive for making the transition earlier rather than later. I also want to point out that there's some free software, but Chad, is free always free? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, the, the only cliche that comes to my mind is you get what you pay for. Yeah, so please stay away from the free software. <laughs> um, work with an expert. Find somebody like Chad who really understands this because this is a major, major investment. Um, so, Chad, I really want to thank you for sharing all of these great tips. Listeners, I heartily recommend that you pick up Million Dollar Web Presence by Chad Barr and Ellen Weiss. Chad, do you have any closing thoughts for busy physicians who really want to extend their impact and and make a difference in this world? You know, about two years ago, I was fortunate to be uh, uh, at an event, actually in a beautiful place called St. Lucia. And one of the attendees, uh, who knows me quite well, turned to me and said, Chad, I figure out your purpose here on earth. And uh, I realized that what about to come out of his mouth better be good. And what he said to me, uh, you're great at being able to provoke your clients with great questions, frame the issue, and pull out of their, head, out of their heads great content that oftentimes they did not even realize sits there and exists inside their heads. Why don't you partner with your clients to do so and then manifest it in products and services that are available to their clients in order to improve the condition of their clients, their clients' clients, and therefore your clients, and therefore improve the world. It's only just amazing. It took me almost two years to finally internalize what I was hearing and to manifest it in one of my offerings called the Digital Empire Creation. But this is not about the promotion of my product. What I would like to leave the listeners here, what are you most passionate about? And how could you manifest it in such a way that will benefit as many people as possible? And I'm a firm believer that the Internet and technology can help get the word out there to many more people that can benefit from you and most likely, that is the legacy that you can leave behind. Thank you so much, Chad. I really appreciate your time. Listeners, if you'd like more information about how you can build a thriving medical practice, I invite you to go to my website, www.medicalbridges.com. Sign up for the weekly marketing tips to help you have the biggest impact in your community. Thanks again. <music> 